In the rapidly changing world, healthcare needs are constantly evolving and clinicians need to find new ways to deliver care. And often the best way to do that is by looking back. Without Marie Curie, there would be no pioneering improvements to medical imaging today. If Edward Jenner didn't inoculate a 13-year-old with cowpox, there wouldn't even be a space for Professor Ian Fraser's cervical cancer vaccine. Our clinicians are standing on the shoulders of those who came before them, learning, growing and advancing. Hindsight isn't 2020. It's our future. We know that the success of our healthcare system is thanks to the hardworking people on the front lines and behind the scenes to ensure that Queenslanders receive the best care possible. With that in mind, we wanted Showcase 2020 to shine a light on the people and services that are unleashing their potential, changing the way care is delivered and improving outcomes. Empowering students placed in services to deliver more care seems like such a simple idea but in practice, can prove more of a challenge. Justine and Jenny from Gold Coast Health joined us to discuss the introduction of their student-resourced occupational therapy model to support vulnerable patients with complex needs. There's a large population of older and or cognitively impaired patients at risk of hospital-acquired complications and deterioration in the hospital acute setting often as a result of unmet needs. At Gold Coast Health, this cohort of patients were often not seen by Allied Health. Documentation such as waiting for confusion to clear, patient delirious, follow-up next day, patient not following instructions, wait for cognition to improve, were often observed. The OT department designed, developed, and established an innovative occupational therapy student resource service named the Mobile Engagement Support Team. The MEST service was piloted with a 1 to 4 OT to student ratio at Trebina Hospital. Our approach focused on strong collaboration and partnership between patients, staff, family and carers to identify and respond to unmet needs, improving patient-centred care and outcomes. The integrated foundational framework was developed based on theoretical underpinnings of the Vona de Toy model of creative ability, the Allen's cognitive levels and sensory modulation principles. The model of creative ability is a unique occupational therapy practice, practice model originated from South Africa that postulates the totality of a person, understanding a person's world and how the person is interacting with this world. The model describes nine consecutive levels that are developmental in nature to help understand patients' motivation that drives cognitive, emotional and physical participation. Therefore, a tool that assists with clinical interpretation of patient presentation. The Allen's Cognitive Level Scale is a progressive six-level cognitive functional scale for people with cognitive disabilities. Through identifying levels of motivation and functional cognition, we can empower patients to better participate in elements of their health journey. As a result, we've developed a toolkit consisting of a screening tool which was adapted from the model of creative ability to an acute hospital environment to, to determine the patient's level of motivation and action required for planning of individualized, targeted and skilled intervention and strategies. 
principles and approaches for each level incorporated the Allen's and sensory modulation principles, acting as guides for targeted and graded personalized care. The personalized support plan template was developed to communicate these individualized care strategies to those involved with a patient during the hospital journey. An education strategy implemented supported staff learning and provided on-the-spot strategies being responsive to patients' needs to prevent escalation of responsive behaviors and optimizing participation. A patient-reported experience measure was developed to capture cognitively impaired patients' experiences more effectively through verbal and nonverbal methods. Consumer feedback is essential for ongoing quality improvement, and patient experience is positively linked with clinical effectiveness and patient safety. Our personalized support plan that we've developed, or the template, has four parts. Part A was just introducing the patient as a person to stimulate meaningful conversations. Part B provided generic strategies in five domains to better understand what might trigger or inhibit responsive behaviors, purposeful and appropriate participation, or acceptance of care. In part C, recommended engagement interventions suggested that to specifically grade activities to optimize participation in activities of daily life, sensory and cognitive and leisure activities, and physical pre-harm. Section D was personalized risk minimization strategies provided for delirium prevention using the pinch me acronym, falls and pressure injury prevention, and behavior expression support and staff safety. We used nature themes and colors as part of an intuitive education strategy. For example, when a patient is at the lowest level of tone, the clinical presentation could involve actions that are undirected, unplanned, disruptive, destructive, or even fully disengaged. The risks associated with this level is delirium, deterioration, pressure injuries, falls, malnutrition, disengagement, and interference or refusal of care interventions. The, the color yellow and the nature symbol of the sun were used to represent principles of this level. For example, yellow symbolizes the sun. You need to be the sun for the patient. Um, the sun needs to energize the patient to stimulate participation. Reinforced through an approach of the sun provides warmth, the patient needs sensory stimulation. The sun can cause sunburn when exposed for too long, so break tasks into smaller components so that patient can achieve elements of success and not become frustrated. Therefore, multiple short interventions throughout the day. So, how did MEST operate? MEST received referrals through ward therapists, other members of the MDT, and later direct referrals from geriatricians for patients which were included in the inclusion criteria, as well as patients showing signs of disengagement and responsive behaviours. Clinical governance of MEST was provided by the senior occupational therapist who reported to the HP5, who provided overall governance for the project. What did MEST do? Collaborative PSPs. The students and occupational therapists utilised observations as well as assessment of daily tasks and routines to determine a patient's level of motivation and action. MEST also engaged with other members of the care team to identify strategies that were trialled and worked well with individual patients. So this information was then collated and made up the support plan.
On the go informal education regarding consistency of implementing strategies uh, while the patient remained in the acute hospital setting using a collaborative team approach. Engagement intervention. So the MESS students provided one-to-one non-pharmacological engagement intervention with responsive, flexible and individualised to patient needs. Graded facilitation of activities was based on guiding principles and approaches and aimed at the right level of cognitive and physical demand which were personalised and meaningful to the patient. This was done by using engagement tools such as the Sunflower and Open Book to gain insight into the patient's likes, interests and hobbies. Engagement sessions were to be brief, frequent and to target the appropriate just right challenge. The sessions encompassed anything from cognitive stimulation, ADL participation, sensory integration and physical prehab. The 4AT was completed for de delirium screening. This was administered as needed and MEST was therefore able to modify care strategies accordingly. Personalised support plans were updated at discharge as a part of a handover tool. So MEST provided verbal handover to the appropriate people. For example, the uh, student would, um, if a patient was for discharge to a nursing home, the patient would contact um, that nursing home directly and speak with a member of the staff that would be directly caring for the patient and would hand over the, the strategies and, that were being utilised in the acute hospital setting to try and enable a smooth transition and to ensure those strategies were then going to continue to be used in the community. A copy of the plan was also sent usually with the discharge uh, summary. If not, we had the ability to forward that onto them as well. We also used the modified Barthel index as a functional outcome measure by assessing on admission to the service and then again on discharge from the service. The outcomes during the project included using the MBI, which I just mentioned, and was able to show that no patients declined in function and that we had an overall 41% improvement. Our qualitative data showed that from a student perspective, being able to build strong rapport with patients and being able to have successful sessions regarding their ability to engage at appropriate level for them was beneficial. From a staff perspective, Personalised support plans had, have been an excellent tool to assist and provide care to patients with complex needs. And from family perspective, we cannot be more happy with the students that have taken the time to get to know my family member and ensure all sessions are tailored to the likes and interests. I can see how, how beneficial this has been. Our PREM data showed that for our verbal patients reporting their satisfaction with the student's ability to ensure that engagement tasks were not too hard and also they always had a focus on something that was of interest to them. Our data collected from our non-verbal patient population showed that patients that may have been disengaged initially showed their participation by smiling and clapping um, and Patients that might have been displaying agitation were calm throughout individualised sessions and patients that might have been up and wandering or pacing the ward, this was made into a meaningful task for them. For example, we were able to take them out to uh, the courtyard and participate in some gardening activities. 
The service was recognised as high value by the end of our trial period um, and like I said at the beginning we were getting direct referrals from geriatricians. The service aligned with accreditation standard and we were, about, uh, we were able to um, support another service in the successful prevention, weaning and cessation of nurse specials. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, head on over to Facebook and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.